We have an awesome show for you guys today. The greatest defender of all time. Good news for the sport. Welcome to the John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. We are thrilled to be here for Horse Trailer Pros. It's such a great company, Rick. Um, if you guys have any needs for any of your horse trailers, whether it's your maintenance or maybe you have an issue coming up or an issue with something on the trailer, Horse Trailer Pros is the place to go. And we are joining you from our Stressless studio, which is super exciting to have Stressless in now as the sponsors, uh, the studio sponsor, excuse me. And a special from Stressless for the entire month of October, you guys get 20% off. All you have to do is head over to centerlinedistribution.net and use the promo code JRBOO, right? Because it's Halloween, it's October. So JRBOO all this month gets our listeners and viewers 20% off of all of your stressless orders. So with that said, Rick, we've got a packed show this week. That we do, and, it, and a really good one. Uh, you know, the, the guests on here with uh, Maryland 5 coming up with Kyle Carter going through the list of competitors in the five long and Morgan Park just finishing. And of course, we're going to give uh, results for that in a second. And um, just a new a new sponsor for our show, which is coming on in the last segment, correct? Yep. So that's Arrow Helmets, which I actually just switched to myself. And they are, I mean, it's their second to none. They are a completely unique helmet um, and they're Snell certified. And we'll get into that in the last segment. But you guys yeah. want to stick around and check that out. Then we had uh, overseas happen with the Nations Cup where we finished fourth. Leslie um, Law will be on board to let us know how that went. But yeah, just real busy. Now, Morgan Parks go, uh, just finished and we have the results for that. Do you want to go through that? Yeah. Um, I think the big thing is I watched some of the live stream. It was um, obviously cross country was just super influential and, you know, I did, wasn't up there this time. I haven't been to Morvan in quite a long time. Um, but from everybody who was there that I spoke to, they said it was just an incredible track. Derek did a great job putting it together. And that leaf pit, man, it like eight horses, not literally, but figuratively, like it was quite tough. And, um, you know, it's good. I think it's good. We got to practice those sort of courses, I think. Sure. I mean, reminiscent of Burley. So good to have a leaf pit here so people can practice before they go overseas. Yeah, absolutely. But um, we so got- just real, real briefly, we had the top three there. Um, so we had Caroline P- Pamuchku. Is that what we said? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Caroline Pamuchku on She's the One was in third. Caroline again on Kings Especial was second. And it was interesting. She went into show jumping on the second place horse, I believe was the one. Um, as I look at this, yep, she went into this on the second place horse and was just trying to beat herself to stay yeah. in second place. That one actually right. had some rails, so the horse that was third moved up to second. But I mean, such nice horses for yeah, her. That's she's, really exciting she's, for Caroline. She's coming uh with full guns, and so congratulations to her. Yep, and then Boyd obviously won it on commando, and the Boyd riding commando jokes were on point all weekend long. Yep. Um, I personally hope never to find out, but um, good for Boyd. Congratulations to him. He uh, obviously put together a great weekend around what was reported to be a really tough track. And let me say something to that point. There's a lot of people, guys out there that does that, and I don't know how they do it. So, you know, whatever. 
<laughs> I got the list, but I ain't going to give it. To each their own, right? Right. Right. Um, so then so, we had, did, did you want to say anything about the four short? Um, we can. Yeah, I didn't I get to watch top that. Three yeah. Um, I, did, I, but, I didn't either, but we can give the top three. Well, I think we really should probably give the top four because it was really just two people. So well, you, there you go. You had Liz Halliday on Shanro Cooley in fourth. Yep. You had Will Coleman on Diabolo in third. You had yep. Liz Halliday again on Cooley Nutcracker in second. And then Will on the horse everybody loves. Chin Tonic won it. Um, just and what I what I believe I heard uh, is that's his fifth straight win. Um, it's impressive. I don't know if it's on Chin Tonic. At least she, he's he's has five wins at the four star this year so um that's pretty good i think he's heading to poe with that one if i'm not mistaken that sounds that sounds right well maybe you have to get him in here at some point well you know if you do that well we just got to keep having you on that's right that's right um okay so like we said rick we've got so much to cover in this episode this is episode 20 we're getting awfully close to 100 shows and we're going to try to have a big party for that right Um, that would be fun So let's take a break. We'll be back in the Stressless studio for our Equibrew segment with the uh, incomparable Leslie Law to cover Bookalo. And, you know, don't be confused out there. And if you can't see it or you do see it, the studios are in works. We are on Zoom. But John just likes to say we're in the studios. So that's good. It's the the studio. It doesn't matter where it is. So you got to pick up on this, Rick. It doesn't matter if the studio is out at a horse show, if the studio is Zoom, if the studio is in the studio, it's always the Stressless Studio. Yeah, nice concept. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a visionary. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Stressless. And here we go with our great interview. Remember, guys, centerlinedistribution.net. Use the promo code JRBOO. Mm-hmm. Want to advertise on the John and Rick show? Contact John at 352-875-8622 or call Rick at 850-879-2649. For a horse owner on the road, your trailer is essential. No one enjoys being stuck on the road. At Horse Trailer Pros, we repair, renovate, and maintain all makes and models of horse trailers. We work directly with your insurance company or manufacturer for warranty repairs and insurance claims. Our state-of-the-art facility provides quick turnaround and friendly customer service. Considering a living quarter conversion, we do those too. Find comfort on the road with Horse Trailer Pros. Call or text 352-804-2131, horsetrailerpros.com. Hey, Rick here. Do you have a horse suffering from poor performance, anxiety and fear, low appetite, agitation or nervousness? Stressless can help. Stressless, the hot horse remedy, is veterinarian developed all natural formula that promotes calmness, focus and mood balance in horses experiencing stress related to training, showing, racing, stall rest and travel. This equine supplement encourages calmness, focus, and mood balance without affecting the motor skills or energy levels of your horse. It promotes a more willing and balanced temperament with no drowsiness or impaired function, resulting in increased focus, a calm mind, and a happier horse and rider. Try Stressless today and see for yourself why we think Stressless is the best hot horse remedy you will find. 
Check us out at centerlinedistribution.net and on Facebook and Instagram as Stressless Horse Supplement. Hey, it's John here. I just want to let you guys know I got back from schooling at Magnolia Sands Farm here in Ocala, Florida. Their cross-country field is perfectly suited for a first outing on a young horse or schooling your upper-level horse. Magnolia Sands offers over 110 jumps ranging from starter to intermediate plus multiple banks, ditches, and waters. They're constantly updating their courses and have even added new ditches and a starter ditch wall. Conveniently located in Northeast Ocala, Magnolia Sands has made it easy for riders and trainers with online waivers, Venmo, and PayPal, and even offer a golf cart for guests. MagnoliaSandsFarm.com Equibrew, now available in the USA. It's a live probiotic that you feed daily to your horses. The live microbes go into your horse's gut and cleans up the gut wall, creating a healthy gut system. Equibrew is an essential part of my feeding program. My horses love to eat it, and it does a really good job of promoting gut health and also good behavior and great performances. It's something I recommend for all of your horses, no matter what they do in their careers. It's so affordable, I can use it on all of my horses in the barn, not just my top horses. Order Equibrew today by going to BrickfieldNutrition.com or calling 850-879-2649. Welcome back to the John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. And thank you to Stressless Studios for their sponsorship of our great new studio that's being built, Leslie. And thanks to Equibrew for this segment sponsorship. Equibrew is a great live probiotic. I believe for Stressless, there is a promo code JRBOO, B-O-O. Yep. You, you, you just go to centerlinedistribution.net and put in the promo code JRBOO for the month of October. You get 20% off of all of your orders. So Leslie, you can get that, slip a little bit into your wife's coffee. She'll be cool and calm. Oh, I'm, yeah. only, I'm only joking, everybody. It is not approved for humans. Do not give it to people. But you know, that was mine. good. It's a, it's casein, it's mother's milk, so it's fine. How many bottles of that do I need? I don't know. That's three, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I agree. So, Leslie, thanks for joining us. Um, you have been traveling, uh huh. Yeah, yep. Just how uh, are you? Oh, I'm great. I just, yep, I got back from um, Buccalo there in the Netherlands on um, on Monday, so um, yeah, that was a good trip. So, um, Leslie, it was fun watching, and I know you had um, you had a, your team put together along with a couple individuals. I think you had T- Tiana Cadre, Cadro, and um, Hallie Coon there as well. So, talk, take us through it. I know there were some ups and downs, and you know you had like uh, new horses coming in and getting things seasoned, but it looked it went pretty well, correct? Yeah, I mean, it ended up it ended up um, probably as as well as we could have expected, quite honestly. Um, we had a, what, um, I guess you'd call it a developing team in in many senses. Obviously, you know, Philip was on the team with all the, all the experience you could have. Um, but there, you know, he was there doing his first four long on an eight-year-old. So, um, you know, that was a, that was a big experience for that horse. Uh, and then we had, um, obviously... James out from from the west coast um you know and James is on our on our developing program and he was there on just a 9 year old mare although she had gone very well earlier in the year um 
you know, at Rebecca Farms and uh, had one there. But obviously, uh, Buccalo was probably a whole different uh, kettle of fish, quite honestly, compared to that. Um, and then we had uh, we had Jenny Brannigan there with a the youngish horse. Um, and then Cassie Sanger, who um, at the age of uh, 19, she was... She had everything to do. She was the youngest in the field of uh, 110 entries. Um, she was on the team as well, representing her country and and doing her first four long. So, uh, you know, I think, like I said, I think we we had a real developing team, whether it was riders or horses. Um, and so I think overall the outcome was um, was very pleasing. Yeah, it's super. Uh, John, you got some questions for Leslie? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I think the first thing we should talk about is Cassie. Like, I just yeah. was on Eventing Nation the other day and saw an amazing photo of her as the highest placed first-timer, right. I think, at Bookalo, or No, no. So that was Cosby Green. Oh, that's um, Cosby. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. So, again, Cosby's, you know, on our emerging program and um you know she was there as an individual she's actually over in the uk this year training with tim and janelle yeah and i think she's looking at staying on for another 12 months which is fantastic i think that you know i think that's going to be just great experience for her and so she actually won the, the rookie um prize there so um you know i think i think when we look at it the uh, you know, the future's pretty bright. We had uh, two emerging athletes there, which means they're 25 and under. And the one won the best rookie and the other one was 19. And the, the like I said, the youngest in the competition out of 110 competitors and competing for a country in the team competition. And then we, you know, we also had James there who's on developing on a really nice young mare who finished on his dressage score. Yeah, it's uh, it was in, in those respects, it really was a great competition for the U.S. So, for those who haven't been to Bukalo, what do you think it is that makes Bukalo special? Like the cross country, in my opinion, is flat and the terrain isn't super challenging. It is always wet there, but there's something about that event that I mean, when I've been, I'm just like, this is one of the coolest places I've ever gone. Um, so what is it that makes Bukalo Bukalo? Well, I think, um, you know, Bukalo over the years, they've they've done obviously an amazing job in in marketing their event. Um, you know, all, all along the cross-country course, you've got sort of hospitality venues, places, and, um, you know, and by probably by 11 o'clock, on Saturday, you know, you've you've got probably around 40, 50,000 people in there lining the cross country. So, you know, and it's not just it's not just at the beginning or the end of the cross country, it's all the way around quite honestly. And um you know, that cre that creates a, a great atmosphere and um you know, as I just said, Bukalo have have got it have got that side of it right, you know, so good which you know, and then on top of that, it's it's the last of the nation's cups. Um, you know, and I think uh, you know, so you see you see a great representation from a lot of countries 
Uh, I mean, there was actually 12 countries competing in that Nations Cup competition. Uh, this year also, there was a, a, you know, a qualifying slot for, for, one of, for one of the countries that hasn't qualified for the Olympics. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I think all those, all those things add up to making it a great event. Um, and everybody has a great Bukalo story, don't they? Like I remember when I rode there the first year, I lost my shoe at fence seven well, between six and seven. And as I was galloping, I watched it wing out in front of me. And because there were so many people, I legitimately worried it was going to hit some poor drunk Dutchman in the head. <laughs> I didn't, I don't think. At least I didn't get a lawsuit coming for me, but um, that was interesting. But you, I don't know if you want to say, you years ago witnessed something happen to David O'Connor, didn't you? I did. It was when... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it was when it was still... Uh... The long, long format when we had roads and tracks and um, and steeplechase, um, and I was coming back on phase C, and you know the towards the end of phase C, it brought you back back through the cross country course, and I'm trotting about and trotting along, just minding my own business, and then I see this horse and rider coming, and I'm thought, well, I'll just watch this, watch whoever this is over over this fence here. And um, as I got closer, I could see it was David O'Connor. Yeah, and he's on and cross he, country at this point. He's actually out on cross country. Yeah, probably. And this is around I, I don't know around fence seven or eight. And um, there's an ambulance crossing crossing across the cross country course. And um, David keeps coming, and the ambulance is still on the cross the cross country course. And yeah, the the unimaginable happened and David hit the ambulance with his horse and turned completely clean over. And, um, that, that was My it. God. Just but, trotted a thought, well, that's one less competitor to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> but the horse was okay. The horse was fine. Okay. Yeah. David was okay. But that's he had a an long ambulance way right to go. Him. And I, I think well, he was based in England at the time. Yeah. But still that's a bummer. Whether David's okay. So I guess it's still debatable, but, uh, Hey, I got a question for you. I got a question for you, Leslie. We have a lot of our um, viewers and listeners asking the question about the Bocolo water that was that was causing some problems. And you know, can you give us an insight into that? Was it just a, a open oxer that made people come in too fast, or you know, was what was going on there? Well, quite honestly, Rick, uh, that that Bocolo water jump is. Um... It's it's notorious for for the horses, you know, sort of misjudging themselves a little bit. You know, I I forget how long I went to my first bucklo. It was 35 years ago, I should think. Um, and um, even even then, you know, we all knew that, uh, you know, you needed to keep hold of your horse's head going into that water and um you know and really help to keep them upright and not not let them you know not let them get down and lose their balance there and it's it's always been the same i think they've i think they've actually improved it over the years they've sort of it used to be quite dark in there and um you know you actually used to jump in and up a bank and then back off a bank and now they've sort of tried to you know they've taken the the banks out and made them sort of natural grass banks and stuff um, and I think, you know, I think it's, it's Bukalo water and, 
you know, it is dark in there. And I think, you know, if you got, you know, if you know it and you have the experience of it, um, you know, again, I, you know, this year, I think, you know, I thought again, all our riders went through there very well, but I think, you know, the, you know, you don't need, you don't want to come in too hard because, you yeah. know, you, you come in too hard and the horses just jump out too big and, and then they, you know, they, the riders then don't have themselves in the correct balance. And then if the horses peck a little bit, they're gone, yep. uh, you know, and so, you know, all our riders knew that they had to come in strong enough to get in over the brush fence, but not, not, you know, and, but not more than that. Right. And, um, I think they all rode it great and, you know, they all navigated it quite honestly. So, and to the point and people that were watching, they all thought something was wrong with the footing. And to your point, it wasn't the footing. It's, it's the darkness of the jump. It's the way that it's approached and the way you go in and horses just misread it sometimes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the footing's fine there. I mean, yeah. except for when Buccalo runs, there's no water in there. That's dry all year. So, right. you know, um, you know, they fill, they fill that up for the event, um, you know, and, you know, they got people walking, they got people walking through there all day. They actually had, you know, they actually had a, like a little water jet there to make the, make the water ripple as well. So um, you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, so the water wasn't just, you know, really stagnant or still. Um, so, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, the course designer and, um, and all his, all his helpers, I think, you know, they were doing everything they could to um, make it a fair jump. And like I said, you know, you really you really had to come in there and, like I said, ride strong enough to get in and no more than that. And, you know, again, I was, you know, I was delighted with the way our riders uh, handled that, quite honestly. I will give one correction, Leslie. While I'm sure they don't have it filled with water to jump, it's Holland. There's water in that hole all the time. <laughs> that is the wettest darn place i've ever been in my entire life and i have lived in some pretty wet places so um, what there's no water in there this week yeah well okay <laughs> um listen les we really appreciate you coming on and congrats, uh, nice. good job yeah yeah congrats man good job Thank you. Go well, america it was the riders they did they you know they did an awesome job and um like i said i think it looks really good for us yeah, it's exciting. Are you, and one question before we leave, uh, Leslie, are you enlisted to go to the Pan Ams or is it you and Bobby? Who's going down to the Pan Ams with the team? Oh, that's Bobby's job. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're home. Yeah, I'm home. Yeah. So, Got it. Uh, yeah, I wish them all the best of luck. I wish Bobby the best of luck down there. And um, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to have a great time. I agree. Thank go you, America. Leslie. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, All right. So we are going to be back in our Stressless studio here momentarily with Kyle Carter, everybody, to do our Maryland preview. So thank you to Kyle for that. Uh, remember, when you guys go to centerlinedistribution.net to get your Stressless, you use the promo code JRBOO to get 20% off. Leslie, I know you're going to be right over there to keep everything cool and calm at your farm. So thank you thanks. to Horse Trailer Bros. Sorry. Thanks, Echo Brew from the segment. Yes. yes, you're right. I apologize, Rick. Thank you. Oh, Echo Brew. It. 
Thank you, Equibrew. Don't be lost, Leslie, but Equibrew, www.brickfieldnutrition.com. Order yours today. I just got my whole new order of Equibrew yesterday. That's awesome. Hand delivered, and uh, my horses love it. It is amazing stuff. The horses eat better on it. They feel better on it. Their coats are shinier on it. Yeah, it is just, all of ours have dapples everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah, they're beautiful. And, and their gut health is amazing. So Yeah, it's right. awesome stuff. So thank you to Equibrew. So let's get check in with Equibrew and some of our other sponsors, and we'll be okay. right back with Kyle Carter. Thanks, John. Equibrew, now available in the USA. It's a live probiotic that you feed daily to your horses. The live microbes go into your horse's gut and cleans up the gut wall, creating a healthy gut system. Equibrew is an essential part of my feeding program. My horses love to eat it, and it does a really good job of promoting gut health and also good behavior and great performances. It's something I recommend for all of your horses, no matter what they do in their careers. It's so affordable, I can use it on all of my horses in the barn, not just my top horses. Order Equibrew today by going to brickfieldnutrition.com or calling 850-879-2649. Grant Showalter has over 15 years of equine bodywork and saddle fitting experience. His technique allows him to identify and alleviate tightness in muscles. He uses trigger point massage to release points of restriction. Grant has over a decade of experience fitting and adjusting a wide variety of saddles. His expertise in equine physiology coupled with a thorough understanding of the importance of a properly fitted saddle allows him to quickly identify and correct any balance issues. Grant can also adjust your saddle on site. Grant works on all of my competition horses and I have noticed a significant improvement in their performance at competitions and their overall way of going. Grant's based in Ocala, Florida year-round but regularly travels to the surrounding areas. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 484-639-4454. Hi, my name's Leslie Law, and we are a proud supporter of Jump for Joy. We've been using their portable cross-country jumps now for about 10 to 15 years. We love these jumps because, as you can see, they're very easy to move, and we don't need to take another person on the other side, and I could place this fence wherever I wanted to very easily. Welcome back to the John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. And we are here in our Stressless Studios. And before we get into the Maryland preview with Ride IQ's Kyle Carter, we do want to make sure everybody remembers that for the entire month of October, you get 20% off for all of our listeners. All you got to do is head over to centerlinedistribution.net and use the promo code JRBOO. So that's 20% off of any of your Stressless stuff that you guys need. Centerlinedistribution.net, promo code JRBOO. So here we are, Kyle, thanks for hopping on. Um, it took a while for you to get the technology sorted out, which honestly I'm embarrassed for you about, but we're glad you're here. Well, I'm glad to be here. And actually I didn't get it sorted out. My wife sorted it out for me as usual. Yeah, so before we get into the Maryland thing, how do you how do you manage being a part of Ride IQ when you are this incapable of doing technology? Yeah, it is amazing. I am a owner, co-owner, co-founder of a tech company. Um, I have great people around me that do all that stuff. And all I have to do is do the stupid things I do that probably most monkeys could fit in. I mean, that's what I was going to say. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming on. So, so <laughs> let's get into Maryland. It is 
the autumn five star here. We've got the list of horses in front of us. I know you do a big preview for this. And so we thought it'd be great to have you on. We did it last year and we appreciate you being willing to come back on. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm happy to do, it. I'm glad to be on it. It's uh, it keeps me relevant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm on this big show, you know, that everybody watches and I'm now part of it. People are, that's going true. To I saw Kyle Carter on the John and Rick show. It's amazing. That's true. That's true. Rick. I think no, he's I, agree. I yeah. agree. Um, okay, Kyle. So we decided we would sort of break this down rider by rider. So why don't you get us started here with uh, the first person on your list? Oh, so mine's uh, alphabetical. So Ariel is the first person on my list on Dutch times. Uh, and so she's bringing this one out for its first five star. It's done some FEI show jumping as well as um, eventing. So it's, uh, it's got a, it's got a lot of history over fences um, the dressage because of that is not because of that, but you know, and when they're doing jumpers, your flat works a little different. So the dressage is probably expecting to be about mid thirties, um, at Bromont, she got like 32, uh, and was second there. Ariel's such a great rider. And this horse has been very good on cross country over the last 18 months. Um, but it is a little bit slower. It's a beautiful horse, but it does kind of, you know, jump quite um, well over the fences and takes a little bit of time there from what I've seen. Um, so my guess is, is at 15, it's not really like you're going to hold back on it, but I'm not sure that in the first go around, she can make that time, um, make that time happen. Uh, and I think this year, Marilyn's been very, very kind with the time in the last few years, but this year Ian has a, has a plan to make that not the case. So um, they're going to be really difficult questions all the way to end the course. As I understand, his last combination in, is in the water, and that's like right at the end of the course. So I don't think that you're going to see the same things we've seen in the past there. Um, and then obviously weather is always a factor at Fair Hill. When it rains, it gets muddy. In the last couple of years, the footing's been perfect. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's always weather-oriented there. So I think Ariel should have a – I mean, I think my feeling is she'll jump around clear – do well, have a good, you know, good drive home, coming home from it, finish with a, with a clear round and show jumping, but it's going to be a hard, hard horse to be competitive other than this field is a little bit smaller. So probably build building for next year at um, Kentucky be my guess. All right, cool. Yeah. And then, um, then Zach Brant's going on direct advance. I mean, if it wasn't for the poor coaching he gets, I think the boy could be quite successful. Um, <laughs> But he, you're, uh, such, so that, you're such an <laughs> asshole. All right, go on. <laughs> can you say that on this? You just swore. Sure you can. And they're like, I, it's my show. Oh, unbelievable. You can't. Um, yeah. Rick and I can. <laughs> so no, I, the thing is, is I, I think that I, I think third time's a charm. I know last year it didn't go his way. Kentucky, I know he got around, but I wouldn't say it would be the round that he was gonna, you know, want to live with for the rest of his life. Um, but I feel like watching the horse this year, it's really stepped up and Zach's riding well. And now he has a little more confidence to do the level. I thought his first go at, um, when he brought it here last year, I thought it was a year too early. And I kind of said that in my article. Um, and I actually think this year it's, it's a good year for him. I, you know, it's a, the dressage is a little bit of a struggle still, but I think he should do, you know, his consistent test. I think he's got a good shot at getting very close to the time. I think it'd be a struggle to make the time, um, but I think he should be quite close. And then whatever he goes into show jumping on, um, he should come home with because 
he really, I mean, the horse goes great in the show jumping. I think Zach's an exceptionally um, balanced rider in the show jumping and allows him to jump super cleanly, you know. I'm sure that has nothing to do with the coaching either. So I was going to say um, he's incredibly well coached and uh, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now that he is, uh, he's going to be amazing. So there, yeah. so that's all it is. Yeah, no, I do. I, I agree. I, I really think this is going to be a good year for him. Um, we got Buck on Suricom as my next one on the list. Uh, this horse has done, this will be its fourth five-star now. This year at Kentucky, it had a, had a run out on cross country and it kept him out of the top 20. The dressage is not the best, but it has been improving. Um, I think when you're looking at this year, there's not a lot of people. So that mid-30 dressage, low-30 dressage is actually going to put you into a, not a bad placing at the end of the weekend. This is a really fast thoroughbred with a great gallop and a great jump. And I actually think he should be coming home after cross-country like in the time. I would put money on it this year with him. Uh, but the show jumping has been a bit of a, a bit – bit tough for him it's been getting much much better but he's had some some rounds that were quite difficult so i feel like he probably is looking at probably a rail in the show jumping but i think he'll finish quite well with that just depending on how everybody else shows up you know cool did we have is jenny still in uh i don't have her on this on this list here but i might i had jenny might be later. On twilight's a gleam in there yeah yeah, I think that that's later on. For some reason, I got this list sent to me, and then they added a couple in there later. So, okay. Um, but we can talk about uh, Jenny. That horse has been, uh, you know, is quite good on cross country and quite fast. And Jenny, I feel like Jenny's kind of come into her own in the last couple of years. And for a long time, that was she was, I think, struggling with her ability and is there at the level and having her head in the right place to make that happen. And now the last probably two years. She just has found herself. She just had a tip up at um, at, at uh, sorry Buccalo for no th- through no fault of her own, but she's been terribly consistent. So I think this horse should actually have a really good weekend. And um, if I remember correctly, like it is fast, but I, I remember correctly, it uh, it jumps quite well in the show jumping as well. So um, I think you're gonna see Jenny's big smile in there in the ribbons on the last on the last day. So. Perfect. Should be quite good. Go uh, Mia, Far- Mia Farley on Phelps um, is a thoroughbred. It's his first five-star, but the big thing I'd say is he's 10 years old. And obviously that does make it, I mean, there's a lot of stress on a 10-year-old. You can show up on one and they can um, they can handle it, but can you make time on them and handle it? And I think that's tough, but it has been super fast and clear on cross country. Um, it did have a really unusual stop at the ACs this year. I don't think that's the worst thing going into that because I think it kind of brings a little reality into people's lives so they don't go in being like, oh, I've got this. This is going to be so great. And they start to kind of go, oh, it's going to be great if I get all my boxes checked. Mm-hmm. Um, not a great show jumper, though, on that last day. It usually or often has three rails. And that's going to be a bit um, a bit painful. Uh, but I think as riding in on a 10-year-old, I also don't think that's a big surprise because I think it takes a while for them to season into this. So my feeling is he's probably a year or two away from the real performance he's going to put up. And she is one hell of a gifted rider. So, you know, it's, it's going to be nice to watch anyways. Yeah. And that I love watching the thoroughbred. Yeah. I love watching the thoroughbreds go. So that should be pretty cool. I had Um, Philip, I had Philip in there on Azure as well. 
Yeah, he's my next one. I don't okay. know why it's in this order. My okay. alphabetical is different than everybody else's. You're Canadian. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and we follow the English language as English rather than as American. Um, yeah, so Philip's going on on Azure, which is a amazing horse to watch. She's super athletic, really good jumper. She did win the four long at Bromont um, and was third at the ACs. She is a little bit hot and inconsistent on the flat. Um, she can be mid to low 30s, but she can get into the 40s as well. I think at, I think at Maryland, it's actually going to be a better test for it because I think that ring is conducive to actually keeping them a little bit settled as long as they don't mind the cameras around the arena. Um, since it's its first five-star, that does play a little bit into it because you do have a lot more attention around the arena that can be distracting. But, you know, and then, I mean, on cross country, it's Phillip. So I would right. never bet against him. I think he's going to finish the cross country right near the time. Um, and then on, on show jumping, it's been very, very consistent as well. And this horse to me looks like a, like a future superstar. I think this one to me anyways, looks like it could be his next five-star winner. I don't think it's probably this year, but I think I had him down as being in the top, um, top sort of five or six. So, wouldn't shock me because he's just done such a good job with the perfect let's do two more here kyle and then we're going to come back and we'll have to bust through the last okay the list, okay okay uh jacob fletcher on fabian um i i said to him and i said in my article i think jacob has done this he, the only thing i would like to see in his in his record coming into this is more runs at variety of sites um but he's done what i think is the best thing which is He's gotten competence for pro – he probably could have entered a five-star last year. And he's really taken his time to make sure his first go was actually the right one. Um, I think he's a little bit – like his dressage is quite good. He's clear on cross-countries. Show jumping's quite good. It does have a rail more often than not, but I think there's very likely to have a clear round or a rail. Wouldn't be any shock. But I think Jacob's a little bit conservative in his ride and in his expectation. And I think that's going to hold him back from the time on cross country, which is a bit of a shame because I think if if um, Jacob just believed a little bit more in himself, he could actually nail this right out of the park. Um, but I think he's going to try to be, I think he's going to go well and quickly, but not as quickly as necessary to be a contender, which I think he could be. And I think it's going to all be down in between his ears, how that works. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I could see where you would think that. I would just sort of add in my little piece here where I feel like, Jacob is one of those guys who he really tries to run at the right time at the right competition. And yep. uh, I will say, I actually think he's going to get the time, but we'll see. Well, yeah, I think the thing is, I don't think you're wrong. I just, I, I don't think you're wrong in, in seeing that, but I think that you see it in his record at, at sites he's been to a lot. And I do, that's why I think you have to be like willing to just go and bust out and go everywhere with the horse. So you start to see the variety and, I, you know, I hope he does. I hope, I think he's a really good rider. It's a really good horse. And his time is, if anything, his time is probably should have been there a couple of years ago with, the, with more than one horse. So right. um, I'm excited to see that one go. Matt Flynn is withdrawn wizard. Um, yeah. So that was my next on the list. I, did you get Cornelia? Yeah. Um, Cornelia was, yeah. Cause she was a late entry on my list. So we can do Cornelia. That's Jacob's wife. So um, Cornelia's horse has been, 
incredible on cross country. It did tip up at uh, stable view, but I think it was a random mistake. The horse does nothing but want to jump. It's great with his feet. It's, it's a at, very good show. It was at the fork. At the fork. Okay. Um, very good show jumper. Um, and Cornelia does a great job just sort of being able to stay in the middle of it and believe that the horse is going to work it out, which I think it, for me is a very difficult task. Um, so it's a really good partnership. She is obviously did really well at Burley last year. Um, I, you know, the dressage is just such a crapshoot and even on a good day, it's not good. So, you know, I think that she's going to be, it's going to be really hard for her to get the result she is going to want. Um, but it's going to be a really good run to watch. It always does make me like, I think that I'd like to see the horse just a little bit more taking the information that the rider can give it. Whereas I think the relationship is that Cornelia is really good at, at getting with the horse and letting the horse do a really good job that it's capable of. Um, but that's hard at the five-star level to kind of keep knocking that out. It wouldn't surprise me to see her jump around clear. Um, there's just always a little bit, a couple moments where you're like, oh, no, coming in, and then it just handles it. So, you know, good for her to be able to to ride that well. So um, yeah. it's going to be a hard one to get really high marks on or really good marks on and stay there. It should stay with the marks it gets. And because this is a weak year as far as the numbers of entries here, I think that you're probably, you know, it's going to get into a good, you know, it's going to look good on a piece of paper, but it's not going to be what you necessarily would want. Yeah, um, it just seems we, like the, the cross country for Maryland isn't quite Burley and you wonder if it'll shake up the field enough to put her in the placing like she had at Burley. Yeah, I agree. But I think that you're going to see, I think that Ian, from everything I've heard, Ian's a bit um, frustrated with the criticisms he's gotten for it being easy. And then if we have a weather pattern that you can get at Fair Hill, as you know, I mean, that changes everything. So it is yeah. going to be interesting to watch, but I think he's, from what I understand, he's really bumped up the cross country. I don't think it needed to be bumped up. I think it could have a couple little twists added to it to add, make the time more difficult, but it's going to be interesting to see. Let's take a break. Uh, we got to check in with some of our sponsors here, guys. Um, so we will be back with the Stressless studio with the, uh, Kyle here for the Maryland preview. Remember your promo code at centerlinedistribution.net of JR Boo to receive 20% off of your stressless orders. We'll be right back. Jump for Joy fences are easy to move, lightweight, durable, and low maintenance. So we're out here on the cross country. We just finished over in the show jumping over the Jump for Joy fences had a great time schooling over them. They're really nice and easy to move, so we were able to adjust some things and really have the exact school that we needed thanks to the Jump for Joy fences. I love them. Order yours at jumpforjoyusa.com. Since 1950, Maison VA has been offering its know-how to design custom-made saddles for passionate riders. In 2016, Maison VA took a turn and expanded into the sports world with the goal of improving the performance of the rider-horse pair. You will find a professional, reactive, and fun team to answer your needs. And this is why I have chosen Forestier for all of my saddle needs. Feel free to contact the saddle expert in your area for more information by visiting www.forestier.com. Hey, it's John here. I just want to let you guys know I got back from schooling at Magnolia Sands Farm here in Ocala, Florida. 
the cross-country field is perfectly suited for a first outing on a young horse or schooling your upper-level horse. Magnolia Sands offers over 110 jumps ranging from starter to intermediate plus multiple banks, ditches, and waters. They're constantly updating their courses and have even added new ditches and a starter ditch wall. Conveniently located in Northeast Ocala, Magnolia Sands has made it easy for riders and trainers with online waivers, Venmo, and PayPal, and even offer a golf cart for guests. MagnoliaSandsFarm.com Here we go. Welcome back to the John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. Thank you to Stressless for their studio sponsorship and providing us with a great studio, which we'll see soon. Hey, Kyle, we're going through this. I think we have like 17 left. Yeah, don't forget, everybody, when you go to centraldistribution.net, JRBoo for your promo code. Okay, go ahead. That's okay. So, boo. Right. Like Halloween. So, I've been told I have to hustle this along. So, uh, we've got William Fox Pitt next on um, Lily's, the barn name for the horses. An 11 year old jumped around Babington incredible last year or in this spring. And he was very nervous about the day. And it, it just, it's William Fox Pitt. He just steps up. And it was incredible to watch. It's not the fastest horse in the past on cross country, but I think that actually William will probably step it up and actually make the time here. Had a bunch of rails and three down at Badminton, but it's usually pretty careful. So I'm going to guess it probably struggled a little bit after the weather that they had at Badminton because that was a tough day. So I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty optimistic and I'm really excited to watch him go. She has had more rails this year than in her past years throughout the year. So I think when the English horses come to America, they jump on better footing and you're going to see cleaner rounds out of those horses because you always do because they're not jumping out of mud. Um, Emily Hamill on Corvette is next. This horse has a ton of experience with Emily. They have a great relationship. He's a really incredible horse to watch jump. Um, And she's done quite well, but she often has time on cross country. And she seems to really just, I think her performance is going to be about consistent with what she's had. And, her performance is, is usually pretty good, so it wouldn't surprise me to see her sort of floating around 10th place. Uh, Lillian Hurd had a great round on Barnaby this spring at Badminton, but it was very slow. Um, and she usually does have, have um, time. Last year in Maryland, she had four time penalties. And that's sort of unusual because a lot of people made time. And Lillian's a great rider, and this horse and her should just kind of clock around it's not going to be as competitive as it needs to be because of the flat work and some time on cross country. Uh, and it's a bit of a chronic four falter and show jumping. Uh, Hannah Sue on capital him, H I M. Uh, this horse, this horse is a nice horse. I think it's just getting a little long in the tooth to really get it. Some it's five star competitive, but it's a good show jumper. It should jump around. It's good on the flat. Um, Hannah just kind of needs to get, her belief system in order and then allow this horse to kind of go its way. Cause she is a great rider and she should feature higher in her results. Um, but she does a good job with this horse. So I think it's going to be a, should be a good competitor. Uh, Aaron on campground is neck. You notice I'm not, answer, I'm not trying to pronounce names. I can't pronounce. Aaron Canara. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron Canara used to be Sylvester. Uh, this horse and her have been together forever and they have, um, they have a really good relationship and it's an incredible horse that she shares with the owner. Um, dressage is a struggle cross country. She's quite quick. She does have some time, but she's quite quick and it has a, usually has a rail or two in show jumping um, at 16. I think you're going to see it kind of be again, a little bit like Emily's doing its normal event. And I would guess it'd be sort of like top 15 or so with that. Uh, 
Sarah Kuhn, which is um, on Mr. Cash. This is going to be really great to watch. Sarah's a really nice rider, has done a very good job producing this horse, has a you know really good record, low to mid-30s in dressage, clean across country with a good amount of time. Um, so my guess is she's going to jump around with a pretty good amount of time just to get the thing done. But it'll be your first five-star, and I think she'll be super happy at the end of it. And I do believe that this has a clear round in it um, because she'll take him within his, within his comfort zone. Then you got Piggy March coming over on a horse that's only 10 years old. She only started riding it this year. It's its first five-star. There's a mid to high 20 on the flat. And I mean, with Piggy, that should just, this should be a feature horse. It's probably top three, even though it's 10 and she's only had it this year. I just wouldn't shock me. She's usually clear in show jumping. She's a great cross-country rider. Um, you know, if it, it just is going to be how it, how it handles the repetitive huge fences you're going to see out there on course. Um, but we know Piggy knows how to get one on Yeah, task. and you do wonder, like, could she be one who, and I obviously Piggy's great, right? But you do wonder, could she be one who gets caught out thinking she's coming over to jump around what the last couple of years has been a more straightforward five-star and then find out and she gets out there like, oh my gosh, Ian had a chip on her shoulder and now suddenly this starts to stack up on a young horse. Yeah, it might. I, the thing that with the thing I like about Peggy, other than she's obviously a great rider, is a little bit like William. They both, if you talk to them, they're, they're neither of them are arrogant. They're both like, oh my God, they like they worry enough to. That's what I, I like to see riders who worry enough before that they, when they go out there, they're open to all the things that could happen. And that's why I think Peggy's great and and William's great because they're not like, I've got this. There's no going to be no problems. I like that right. in my riders personally. Um, you've got Boyd on two horses, his Contessa horse. It's going to be, I think it's going to be, it's going to go well, but it's just not quite the quality that Boyd's going to need to be a serious contender, in my opinion. Um, but it's a, you know, it's a nice horse. He's had it forever. Um, then his Luke 140 horse, I think that one's still in there. And yep. that horse is very, very talented and has done quite well with them. And I think this is Boyd's, you know, if it's his second run, especially with it, as long as the footing holds up, it's a very clean show jumper. It's a mid-20s dressage horse, although it was on a 30 at Lemulin, where it ended up fourth. I think he could actually be top four and top four, meaning that he could also end up second. Or, you know, this year he might even have a chance of winning because um, some of the because one of the withdrawals of that will uh, with Tim Price going out today. Um, Andrew McConaughey. Um, I love how Andrew rides. I think he's a super horseman. He wants this really badly. I do think he's going to probably go to get his first five-star done as at Kentucky. I'd figured he was going to really go for it, but he had to withdraw. He had to withdraw before the job. And I think that he's going to, because of that, be a bit um, tactful, you know, get burnt a little bit. You want to make sure you get it finished. I would love to see him open it up, but maybe that's something he'll be able to do next year. Uh, so I think he'll be, you know, I think he'll have a good weekend because I just think he's a really good rider. But it has had some blips on its cross country this summer. Um, and that's I think that's good in some ways to have one. But when you start having a couple, it sometimes is a sign of, you know, regression and performance. And that's not um, always the best for you, is it? You're doing a good job. we got nine to go. Keep going. OK, I'm working it. <laughs> um, we got Bobby Meyerhoff on. Good God, I don't want to pronounce it. Lamumba. Um, La Mumba. Um, now, Bobby's done quite well on this horse. He's usually clear on cross country, but has a fair amount of time, which for 
someone like Bobby is a little bit unusual. So I don't expect it to go really fast here because Bobby's, you know, tough and um, I wouldn't say arrogant, but he wants this enough and he's pretty brave and everything. So he's going to go, he would go after, but if he's having time right now before he does the five, five star, chances are it's not going fat that much faster here. Uh, it's not a great show jumper. It usually has three rails. That's just a fact. So I don't think he's going to feature. I think Bobby's likely to have a, the end. You know, I think he's going to end the competition. But I think he probably will drive home content, but not satisfied. Uh, got Austin O'Connor. I love this horse. What are you giving me that for? I don't know. I was don't know what Rick was doing. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Uh, so Austin O'Connor and Colorado Blue, a great horse, super rider. And if it's muddy and nasty, I think it's going to be amazing. He had, um, he's always had, he's had a great cross country record at Burley. It didn't go well, which is really unusual. Um, and it's a very good show jumper. And I think this horse actually, you know, even though it's low thirties, I think he can easily be top five and it wouldn't shock me if he didn't, if it's a bad weather day, if he didn't end up, this could be a this could be your dark horse to win it, honestly, just depending on the day that happens. Ooh, now we're getting saucy. All right. Yeah. I like I love horse. this horse. I yeah, do too. It's horse. great. Yep. And he does a super job on it, but it's dressage isn't the isn't like piggies or or um Boyd on Luke, but they could still get there, you know? Yeah. yeah uh, he he doesn't really happy at Burley about his dressage. No. <laughs> no. Um, so we got Doug Payne next on Quantum Leap. Doug's done obviously quite well on this horse. Uh, he was at what was he third at Kentucky last year, I think. Um, but it's sort of stepped back a little bit. They gave him, he, he said after Kentucky, he wasn't going to the world, he was going to have time to work on the dressage, and the dressage sort of stayed the same. Um, but when I've seen it recently, it seems to be getting more and more worked up in there. And um, it does make it kind of hard to compete if you're out there and you're not able to kind of lay down the dressage. I wonder if it isn't going to go just a little bit below its normal score. I hope not. Um, but it's going to be on how much time Doug has to really work it in and get it settled. And then it's a very good cross country horse and Doug's super fast out there. And then it's got a really good show jumping record. So I just saw it blow up at ACs and it did a lot of the work well, but, there was no way you, when you're riding a horse that isn't performing for you, there's only so much you can do. And I'm not sure that we've seen it step up the way it needs to, um, the way you'd want to see it. Right. Uh, Carolyn Powell is on um, a horse, a 10 year old, and it actually, it's you're terrible at names. Fight. Green Acres Special Cavalier. That's not Cavalier. that complicated. Go ahead. Well, I didn't even. Well, I'm trying to cut my time down. Okay, you're, you're right. Go me. ahead. I now I took even longer. Go. <laughs> yes, um, this is only a ten year old, but it's his third five star. It was fifth at Poe last year. It did have two stops at Badminton, but Badminton was a a test beyond any other. Um, and Caroline is an incredible cross country rider and has great relationships with her horses. The dressage is usually high 20s to low 30s, other than badminton, where it wasn't very good. Um, it has a great cross-country record. So I kind of think she's got a – she's coming here. It's it's younger, but, I I mean, with Caroline on top, I just think it's going to jump around, and then it's going to probably finish the weekend on its dressage score. Just have to see how that ends up being. Um, Tim Price is withdrawn. He was my pick for winning, so that's a shame. Oh, and there's and then Jenny's on my list there because it's her new name, not Brannigan. 
that's on right. you. Right. Uh, okay. Lexi Scoville on Sprout is not going or is going? No, no. Yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So Lexi Scoville, um, I, this horse is really special. He's a great show jumper. Um, and Lexi's had him a long time. I, I'm a little disappointed for Lexi because when she was over in England, she was really doing well. She seemed to be an absolutely the perfect program for her. And since she's come back over here, it's just not, it's not, it's not, it's not held together. Um, and I think that what she needs to do is probably look at her, look at what she's doing and what she did do. Cause she's fully capable and this horse is, but sometimes it's hard when you're on the inside, not to have that person or that outside voice that directs you to the corrections that are going to make the result you want. And I'm hoping she's done that over the summer, but she's, I think it's going to be a big test for her and it's just going to be on how she's, how she's handling the day. So, well, uh, I mean, Fox Pet is here, so maybe, maybe they, he can be some voice outside. So. Yeah, because William is who she worked with over there. And and before right. that, it was sort of hit or miss as well. The same thing. You saw talent on the horse and the rider, but it didn't show up in the ring. And there's nothing lacking. So she just needs some clarity, in my in my opinion, you know. But sometimes you go down the wrong path, and it's hard to draw yourself out of it. Uh, you've got Booley on Millfield, Lancino, um, Lancedino, whatever, Lance. I think it's Lancando, but yep, go ahead. Okay, that one. Um, I could be wrong. <laughs> Lancando. I'm like Kyle. Yeah, yeah, so this horse this horse is dressage, isn't quite up to snuff. Uh, it's a good jumper. It jumps like it's a really good cross-country jumper, but she takes her time to do it. I uh, did have a fall at Kentucky this spring, but it's typically quite upright and jumps all the fences, and she stays within her comfort zone and that's going to keep her out of the placings but there's nothing like being able to just keep going back and running around five stars so i think you'll see it coming home and finishing but it won't be in a contending position uh we got sydney solomon um on early review this horse um she's had for quite a while it's usually struggles on the flat um it's pretty good on cross country as far as the jumps time is sometimes a little bit not sometimes some time is consistently a little bit um, of a hard reach, uh, not horrible. And then um, she did have a fall at Kentucky, but that was late in the course and it was a bit um, a, a bit unusual. Very good show jumper, has an occasional rail, but nothing ridiculous. Um, so I think it's going to be a seasoned performance showing up and on a year like this, probably be top 15. Uh, Monica Spencer, an artist, she came, this is her first five star i believe but she did she was on she's been on the team at uh, oh no she tried adelaide and had a had won the dressage and had a fall she but she's already been on a team at patroni which says a lot you see in this a lot more people are showing up their first five star already being on championship teams i think that says a lot about um obviously people's faith in her and then she showed up and at patrona she jumped clear and cross country with a little bit of time she did have three rails in show jumping there, but Petroni and show jumping was, again, an anomaly. It was a really tough course. It usually is clear. I think it's probably going to go quite well um, and be – I think it's going to be a batch of standout performance for her. I think she'll be top six or five. Um, and they've got Oliver Townsend on Cooley Rosalette, so Rosie, um, Rosalette. So it's a nine-year-old, which is, says a lot about his, obviously, his faith. I don't think his faith is in the horse. I think it's in him. It is a score of mid-20s on the flat. It did have a bad score at Mulan, Um, And it's got a good cross-country record, 
but did have a stop at Lemulin and a pin at Blair. Has some time penalties and can have a rail. But I think the problem, and not the problem, the thing is when you put Ollie into the mix, he's just going to go out there and make, make things happen. And you can never, I think a little bit like Philip, you're just going to, you're betting on the rider. And it's a nice horse. I've watched it go, but it's not, um, you know, it's going to perform way above its pay grade with Ollie on top of it. And so it's, again, another one that's a little bit of a dark horse. My feeling is it's probably a top three or top four. And again, any of the horses coming over from Europe, they just do better in the show jumping here because our footing is so consistent. Like we're so particular about it. And over there, they're ending up, if they come here with a rail, they jump clear here because they're not jumping out of eight inches of mud. So Kyle, yeah. first of all, you've done a great job and thank you. (laughs) You're killing me. So here's what we need to know for the best people. Who's going to win this thing after all the work? Don't tell me I I don't know and it could be this person or that person. You put all that effort in, make a choice. I had Tim Price winning. I actually have it on my a list on my phone, but I'm do, using my phone, so I'm going to have to actually try and remember. remember. Yeah, so I'm going to go with, uh, now because Tim's out of it, um, I'm going to go with Piggy. I'm going to go with Boy, uh, Boyd coming closer, challenging her. Um, and I am going to pull for William Fox Pitt because I happen to think I think he's just incredible and I'd just love to see him get another shot there. And I think he deserves it. And it'd be a great way for him to kind of carry on. So let's say those are my top three. So in order, this is for the Vegas odds. We've got piggy Boyd, William one, two, three. Yes. All right. That's what I needed to know because I'm going to place my bets here soon and I need to win some cash because things are rough. Well, so I don't know if you guys do that uh, event manager thing they you, you pick a team at all the big events okay well my daughter does it and yep. she gets advice from us and i will tell you right now when she gets advice from us you have to buy the people um <laughs> when you when they take my advice it never works out so but on these it's a little more open because you don't have money on but it you can actually buy dude, the we brought ones. you in as an expert don't tell the as audience that you well, don't know what well, you're John, let's about. go with this what's your top three uh Come on. piggy Boyd, william i guess i don't know i haven't really thought about it Boyd, William, Piggy. Uh, oh, you you go, and then I'll go. Mine's Boyd, William, Piggy, um, and then fourth place is going to be either Philip or uh, Ollie. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say. I'll say those are my top five. I'm gonna say right now that uh, my. Winner, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I like to make like slightly outlandish predictions that also could actually happen. I'm picking Austin O'Connor to win it. I think it's going to be a wet, rainy weekend, and I think he's going to smoke around the cross country, and that horse is going to have some stuff left to jump. So Austin's my winner. I hope it's an American, but I'm going to put my money on Austin. And then, of course, Zach Brandt is going to be right up there as well. Good. (laughs) So I will say – I just pulled up my list that I submitted for the Chronicle. And I had Ollie first. No, yeah, I had Tim Price first, Ollie second, Piggy third, Philip fourth, William fifth, and Austin sixth. I think it's a weak American field this year. I don't think I put Ollie second just because I'm betting on his tenacity, but I, I don't think it's a winner. I So I think Piggy's the winner. Yeah, Piggy very well could be for sure. Listen, Kyle, 
sincerely, we appreciate it. Um, I do just want to give a shout out because you're wearing two sponsor things here, and I figure you should get a little bit of something out of this. So obviously, we spoke about Ride IQ, which I'm fortunate enough to get to be a part of, and it is a great, great, um, I don't know, what do you even call it? It's a coaching thing educational app riding app coaching yep it's so cool and i'm and i'm thrilled to be a part of it i can't believe you guys actually let me do it um i obviously know something about you that you don't want everybody else to know so thank you for (laughs) ride iq and um if you guys anybody out there who is especially if you're kind of on your own or don't have regular coaching it's a great way to get some really good quality instruction and then kyle what do you feed your horses Ah, uh, Perina. Been with Perina for like twenty Why? plus years, because it is the I think the most highly researched uh, feed program in the world. And I don't I don't say that lightly. If you go to their to their site where they do all the research, there's nothing like it. And they run all these feed tests. They're always developing new things, whether it's feed, stomach um, supplements. Um, just it's when you buy it, you know, you're getting the quality product and that's not because they pay me. I promise you I've had better offers from other feed companies. They just, my horses always run well to the end of a course. So that's, I'm sticking with it. Perfect. Well, I'm glad you got that in. And I also appreciate that you told Purina they need to restructure your contract and give you more money. So yes, Kyle, thank you, Rick. Thank you. We are going to be right back with, uh, Jeannie Clark and Arrow Helmets, who is at Maryland. So you guys can check that out while you're here as well. Um, So we're going to be right back with the Stressless Studio and uh, Horse Trailer Pros. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Kyle. For a horse owner on the road, your trailer is essential. No one enjoys being stuck on the road. At Horse Trailer Pros, we repair, renovate, and maintain all makes and models of horse trailers. We work directly with your insurance company or manufacturer for warranty repairs and insurance claims. Our state-of-the-art facility provides quick turnaround and friendly customer service. Considering a living quarter conversion, we do those too. Find comfort on the road with Horse Trailer Pros. Call or text 352-804-2131, horsetrailerpros.com. Welcome to the hunt. The pursuit of greatness awaits and we're on a mission to conquer our goals. Every step we take, every lift we make, we are driven by an insatiable hunger for excellence. There are no limits, no boundaries that can hold us back. We may have different objectives, but we share a common purpose to push beyond our limits and achieve the extraordinary. Like a pack of fierce and unstoppable warriors, we stand united, a community of relentless individuals who refuse to settle for mediocrity. Obstacles, they're just stepping stones on our path to success. We welcome them, learn from them, and rise above them. We celebrate each other's victories and lift each other higher, inspiring greatness in one another. At CrossFit eFit, we don't just hunt for success, we embody it, breathe it, and conquer it. Prepare yourself because this isn't for the faint-hearted. This is for those who crave the thrill of pushing beyond the ordinary. CrossFit eFit, on the hunt.
Welcome back to the John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros, and we are in our Stress Less studio. Really excited to have Stress Less on board, and really cool guys, this month, for the entire month of October, you get 20% off for all of the listeners. All you got to do is head over to centerlinedistribution.net and use the code JRBOO. Right? like it's Halloween, J-R-B-O-O, and that'll get you your 20% off of all your stressless products. Um, it's a great, great product. You'll get to check out their commercial here throughout the show and learn all about it, but I use it on a lot of my horses. just helps them stay calm and focused and ready to go to work. So with that said, this is kind of a special segment we're going to do here. I have my friend Jeannie Clark here from Arrow Helmets, and I wanted to bring Jeannie on because... I saw these helmets at Kentucky earlier this year, Jeannie, and I was walking through the vendor area and was like, heard this guy talking to um, a friend of mine, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And I sat there and I listened to him for about, I probably listened to him for about 20 minutes because it was super interesting. But I will say after about two minutes, I was like, I have to have one. This This is really cool. So tell me what you got. Um, I had the same experience that you did with the helmet. I met Reese Powell, who's the designer of Aero Helmets at Badminton two years ago, and I heard him in the trade fair, and I made my way through the crowds and found him because what we have is truly a safer helmet than anything else on the market. Um, Reese had an injury five or six years ago now, broke C3, had a TBI, spent a week in the hospital. Um, and came out determined to make a safer helmet that exceeded all of the safety standards currently required around the world and that meet motorcycle, motorsports safety standards. He knew after that fall that if he'd had his kid's motocross helmet on that he probably would have walked away. It would have been a very different outcome. So what we have is a Snell certified helmet that can be worn three ways. It can be worn with a regular brim, it can be worn as a skull cap and which is cool, be, which is cool because yeah. you can do this. This is my, uh, we'll helmet still know cover. who you are. Yeah. So I can, uh, put on my helmet and have yeah. my helmet cover, but that was neat. Anyway, go ahead. Or if you want to go to the hunters, you can put your sun brim on. Right. Um, and if you are going on cross country or working with young horses or handling horses in the breeding shed. We also have a Snell certified chin bar that clips onto all of our helmets and adds jaw and facial protection. And that's pretty cool. And I'm just, I'm going to be really curious as to how that yeah. goes, like if it takes off or not, cause it's neat, but it does, when you're wearing it, you don't even know it's there. Yeah. Um, but it is a different look, isn't it? What, what we found, at Kentucky and then at badminton this year when we showed it to people and I had it at Millbrook as well. Everybody who walked by that had a full face helmet for another sport was like, Oh sweet. That's a great idea. Right. And everybody who had never worn one before was like, that's ridiculous. I would never wear that. That's not a riding helmet. But if you can get it onto somebody and then chit chat with them for a minute, they completely forget they have it on. It's just a little bit takes a minute to get used to it. It reminds me of when we used to wear top hats in dressage yeah. and everybody's like, oh, myself included, I'm not going to wear a helmet in dressage. Yeah. And now you see somebody not in a helmet in dressage and you're like, what well, wrong? Yeah. So it's just, it could go that way. I mean, it could be the new thing. It could. I've been riding in it um, to get used to it and to be able to walk the talk. Um, and I think it's great. I can still see the outside shoulder. Yeah. Even in the heat of Florida, I'm not, it doesn't, you don't rebreathe your own 
hot air because it comes underneath your chin. You yep. can still talk to the horse. You can talk to your friends. Um, obviously, it's totally optional. It's new and unusual. And there's, like any argument for safety equipment, you can think of reasons not to wear it. Sure. So what Reese and what Arrow wanted to do was really just try harder to make a better product and to start innovating and see what they could come up with. So, um, so the one thing that I thought was really cool is they had like taken this all apart and the shell of the helmet is so much Here's different than shell. any other helmet. So you can see this here. You can like really squeeze on that and it doesn't move. And if you take apart any other helmet that I've seen in the equestrian world, you do that and you fold it in half. So what's this thing made of? So it's carbon fiber and Kevlar. Um, it's completely wrapped. It does not shatter. If you have an impact to it, it will spider like a windshield rather than shatter and make shards. Um, and what this does for the helmet that other helmets on the market don't do is it offers crush protection. Um, ASTM helmets are tested and certified to prevent or reduce concussions. Um, for me, that's not enough. Right. If you're going to have a fatal head injury, it likely has a crush component to it um, or a penetration sort of stab type component to it. Right. And this really prevents that. I mean, and is, so my understanding then was, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Snell mm -hmm. meets all of the ASTM standards. Yep. And more. Correct. So it's not like you're choosing Snell and then you're not getting some of the stuff that ASTM has. Snell has all of that and more. Yep. And Aero helmets are ASTM approved as well as Snell approved. Snell is a nonprofit foundation named after a guy named Pete Snell, okay. who was an auto racer who died of a head injury okay. um, in the 50s. Um, and since then, the, the Snell Foundation has developed really extensive testing and certification protocols for motorsports helmets. They have expanded to include children's helmets, um, work helmets, like, right. like construction helmets and um, technical helmets, equestrian helmets, cycling helmets, and ski and snowboard helmets. And Snell tests for crush. They test for penetration wounds. They test for impact onto a hemispherical object like a pole. Right. or a steel hemispherical object like the horseshoe. Right. Um, they test helmet retention systems. So the snap on this is so cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's, um, it's a stainless steel German buckle and it has a quick release. One thing that a lot of the head injury research from motorsports taught us is that most TBIs are made worse. Something like 40, 41% of TBIs are made worse by oxygen deprivation. So okay. if you ever had a rider on the ground, you could undo her chin strap without moving her head and neck. Let's say she was unconscious or hyperventilating or well, stuck cool. somewhere. So that's what, yeah, some of the other... yeah, yeah. So that's what that's for. And hopefully it's just the paramedics doing that and right. it's not us, but you never know. Right. Um, so Snell tests for retention system failure. If you have a plastic buckle, you are not wearing a Snell certified helmet. Full stop. Interesting. Yep. They put the helmet on a head form. They attach a wire to it on a cable and try and jerk it off the head form. Right. And any plastic buckle fails that test instantly. And what's, what's that test for? Do you know? Like why practical use? So it stays on your head. Okay. I guess that's um, practical. <laughs> the, actually, I have a horrifying video of a, a young man, a 
jockey in New Zealand. In who loses, he, he falls, the horse falls, he turfs it. The helmet gets pulled off because they're going so fast and the horse coming behind him steps on his head and kills him. Oh. So not that I enjoy talking about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, but, but you want to know why. But there you, go. you want to know why. And ASTM standards test primarily for concussion prevention. And in the sports that we do, there's more to it than that. Right. I mean, yeah, and again, ASTM, it's great. Yep. But this, has, this is ASTM. Yep. And and snow. Yep. So real quick, I just want to show this because I think this is really cool how this thing harder pops off. I don't want to, don't want to break it because this, this one isn't mine. So that just pops off and then this one just pops on. Yep. And it's like quick little snaps. Yep. Boom. There's your sun visor. There's your sun visor. I wonder if I could pull that off in Florida. You could rock it. to be really you secure. Could rock it. Uh, <laughs> or like we said, you pop it off completely and then you've got your skull cap. They're, I mean, I just think, I mean, it's not like anything, any other product, any other helmet that I've ever seen for horse nope. sports. It is, it is unprecedented. Um, Snell also has coverage requirements. It's got to cover your occipital bone in the back. It's got to have temporal protection. Right. We know all about that in our family. We know all about that in our family. Uh-huh. Um, and it can't go down too far. We're starting to hear about um, equestrian injuries to the upper neck from the base from the... of helmets that actually go down too far. Interesting. So it needs to be needs to be right. Well, I'm super excited to be riding in it. Like legit, it's awesome. We're I, stoked to have you. I appreciate that, and um, I'm glad you came in. And uh, we are actually, as this airs, in Maryland at the five star. So where are you guys at Maryland in the trade fair? We are in grandstand row in the trade fair at the Maryland five star, which is the new row on the short end of the arena. And there's also food vendors up there, which means so it's that's a great like place to come and visit. Behind where the judges would be for yep. dressage. Exactly. Or dressage, depending on how smooth you are. Yep. I'm so dressage. it's up at the end where the main entrance is. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, I'll come up there and we can uh, talk to Reese and cool. get to chat some more about all of this. So thank you. Thank really you. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for watching. We will be right back in the Stressless studio uh, for more on the John and Rick show. Thanks to Jeannie for showing us those aero helmets. They are really cool, Rick. I don't know if you've gotten to see them in person or not. I have. I've seen them on your head. Oh, right. Yes, you have. Um, anyway, they're really cool. I'm excited to be at Maryland this week. I'm going to stop in and um, check them out even a little bit more and talk to uh, the owner of the company as well. So we're excited to have them on board. And again, they really are unlike any helmet in the world. So with that said, that was a cool show. That was a cool show, Jeff. Oh, no. Oh, the dogs are barking. But that's and all right. Ready to go. They're what ready a way to, go. to sign off. Listen, thanks to Kyle. Thanks to Leslie. Thanks to Jeannie. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to you, Rick. And yep. thank you to all of you guys for tuning in and checking out the show. We truly appreciate it. We'll be, we will be back in a couple of weeks. We'll do a little Maryland review and recap. And I guess at that point, be getting ready for Terra Nova. That's right. Terra Nova, here we come. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bam. We have an awesome show for you guys today. The greatest event of all time. Good news for the sport.